Nedarim Daflamet Gimal, we last started the fourth Perek of Masechet Nedarim, and we said that there's no difference between someone who vowed not to have any benefit from his friend to someone who vowed not to have any benefit when it comes to food from his friend. The only difference is that when a person vowed not to have benefit for food, you cannot lend him things that have to do with food, but other things that you are allowed. And the Gemara started that uh, the Armishnah is like Rebili Ezer, that even things that people usually let go is Asur when someone vowed not to have any benefit. And with that, we're starting Lamed Bet Amud Bet, last line by the two dots, where it says, If someone vowed not to have any benefit when it comes to food from his friend, he cannot borrow from him anything that has to do with food, meaning cooking items. Uh, sifters, grindstones, uh, ovens, things like that, you know, that are lent to him. So now we're on Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph, and the Gemara says, But didn't he say he's not going to eat from him, meaning he's not going to get any food from him, but other stuff, he is allowed. We're talking about when he said that he vowed not to have any benefit from the food and that that, that language ma'achalcha includes the kelim, the utensils that cause food. But the Gemara asks, Emma, maybe it means that you're allowed to use the kelim, but maybe Maybe his friend cannot chew on wheat and then give it to this for the person, the vower, and he, he takes that chewed up wheat and puts it on his wound to help him heal. Maybe that's Asur, because he's not having benefit from the food itself. But the killing would be Mutar. So Amar Rabbah changes our Mishnah, and again, he says, Where the person said, any benefit that is caused from your food is going to be Asur to me, and that's why he cannot even uh, borrow kelim utensils. So now, Amar of Papa, sak lavi perot. Let's say a bag, to, a sack to bring fruits, a hamor, or even a donkey. He wants to borrow donkey lavi alav perot to bring fruits on it. Vafilutsana bealma, or even just a regular basket to bring fruits on it. All these are asur because they're hanaami validem achalu. They're all benefit that will come to food, and that's why they're asur. So now, Ba'er of Papa. If Papa has a question, Sus, let's say he needs to borrow a horse, but to get to a restaurant faster, to get to a party faster, Vitabat, or maybe a night, and he wants to borrow a ring, why? So you can look like someone hashub, and so they'll give, they'll give him better food. So Ma, what would be the halakha? Mivsak umezal bar'aymai. Is the vower allowed to take a shortcut through this person's yard in order to get closer to food? Are all these mutar azur? So Tashema, let's look into what we learned in the Mishnah before. Aval Mashilo is allowed to lend him haluk v'talit nezamim v'tabaot, clothing, talit, rings, nose rings, hechidami. What are we talking about? Ilemashilo lirat ben. If we're talking about a situation where you're allowed to borrow them on condition that you can't look hashuf to get better food, do you even have to say, of course that's allowed. Elalav, rather you have to say that Amishnah is talking about even if he's giving it to him, that he's going to go look good with it so he can get better food. It says, the Mishnah says, you're allowed to lend him the food. The Gemara says, no, that's not what it means. Maybe our Mishnah is talking about, he told him, on condition that you can't look better so you can get better food. 
And since the Resha said that you can't lend it to him, then the Sefa also said that you're also allowed to lend it to him. Meaning, even though there's no Hidush, but the Sefa also wrote it. It makes uh, just it makes the language of the Mishnah flow better. Next Mishnah. Anything that people don't cook with, they don't use for food. Let's say he needs a shovel to uh, shovel the snow, for example. That has nothing to do with food. If it's a place where people rent to one another, then Asur. Then he's not allowed to give it to him for free. He's not allowed to let him borrow it for free. Right? He has to actually pay for it. And since he, he has to pay for it, then it would be Asur. Because then he's like saving him money, and that money could go to food. Now, it sounds like from our Mishnah that if it's something that people usually rent, even though it has nothing to do with food, it's still Asur. Miklal Deresha, it sounds like the first part of our Mishnah, meaning the first Mishnah of our Perek, which we understood from it, that if someone vowed not to have any benefit, period, from his friend, he cannot borrow from him even even things that have nothing to do with food. He can't borrow anything from him, even if it's things, even if it's things that people don't uh, uh, don't rent out. He's not going to make any money on it. I mean, just take it. Why, what's the problem? Just, uh, who's that? Mantana. Who's the Tana of that Mishnah? And again, we're saying the same thing like we said before. Amar it's really Ezer he. And really Ezer old that when someone vowed not to have benefit, from another person, he's not allowed to have any benefit from him. Period, and he, not even if it's things that people just let go. They're mevater on it. Still, that's a sur. Next mishnah: If a person vowed not to have any benefit from his friend, the vower is allowed to give mahazita shekel for his friend, and he's allowed to pay back this person's uh, obligations, let's say a loan or something like that. And if the vower found something that belongs to the person he vowed from, he's allowed to give it back. And and if it's a place where anyone who found someone's lost object, you have to give him money for it, you have to pay him for his time. Then the person who was vowed against, uh, he still has to pay, but the money goes to Hegdesh. Why the person said, uh, remember, the language of a, of a, of a vow, uh, this is a sort of like a korban, harem, things like that. So then the money would go to harem, instead it would go to korban rather than go to him. Now, the Gemara understands that Alma, we understanding that when someone pays back someone's loan, it's Abu Hayari All you're doing is chasing away a lion. Meaning there's no real hana'ah that one party is giving to the other, vishare, and therefore the vower is allowed to pay back the other person's uh, loans. And the Gemara asks, man tana, who's a tana who holds like that? So, Amar Hanani. This is Hanan, who in Masechet Ketubot holds that, you're allowed, that someone who vowed against the other one, that vower is allowed to pay back loans for him. And by the way, in, we brought the sugya in Ketubot, and we said that the shita of Rabbeinu Tam is that Hanan is only poter from paying back only when it comes to the food, uh, his wife's food that she, she took and the person gave her food, things like that. You could even say it's even according to Rabbanan, not just Rav And this is different because Gabe Mudar Hana, when it comes to the person who vowed that he's not going to benefit from the other person, he's allowed to pay his obligations because it could be we're talking about a loan, the Ahiv al Shiloli Froa, where the lender gave the borrower money, money, he gave him the money, 
on condition that he, ha- he doesn't have to pay at a certain time. Whenever you have the money, you pay back. So therefore, when the, the when the vower paid back that money, he didn't really do much. So my Hanan, so which Hanan are we talking about? If a person went overseas, and a person took care of his wife, he gave her food, and then the husband comes from overseas, Hanan holds that the person who gave the money lost his money. The husband doesn't have to pay him back. All he did was chase a lion away from his friend's wife, meaning he helped her out, but he didn't do anything. However, the children of Kwanim Gdolim argued on Hanad, the person who gave the money for this person's wife's food, he should swear how much money he spent, and he should take that out from the husband. And Amar Bido Saben Akinas Kedivrahim. Rabido Saben Akinas holds like Benekonim Dorim. And Amar Bio Hanam in Zakai, Yafe Amar Hanan. I hold that Hanan said it'd be great that the husband doesn't have to pay back because the person who fed this person's wife, Heniah Maotav Al Kermitsevi, all he did was put his money on the deer's horn, meaning he was Mafkir's money. Now, Rabbah, who said it could be according to everyone, and we're talking about a case where the lender gave the person money, you could pay back whenever you feel like it. The reason he didn't hold that because he wants to make Amishnah according to everyone, not according to one rabbi. The reason Ravoshaya didn't hold that Rabbah is because because he holds that even Bnei Kohanim Gedolim would say this is Asur, because if you let him pay back in this type of situation where the person said you could pay back whenever you want, he might come to pay his loan even when there is a set date when to pay back the loan. And the Ran points out that in Masechet Ketubot of Kofhet, the, the, the Gemara over there explained differently that at least he saves him from that embarrassment that every time he walks by that lender, he sees him, he thinks he owes money, so at least he saved him from that. Next, we learned in the Mishnah that that a vower could bring back a lost object. Some say we're talking about where the items of the person returning it is Asura and the person who lost his things. And the Mishnah's Hidush is that when you pick it up and you give it back, it's not like you're giving something from you to him. We're, we're saying that when you're giving it back, you're giving it back whatever belongs to the person who lost it. It never got to you. But if the things of the person who lost this object, if his things are asur on the vower, you're not supposed to give it back. Because the person returning the lost object, he he has a benefit that, like Rav Yosef said, that if a poor person comes by, and he's asking for tzedakah, you don't have to give him, because I'm busy with one mitzvah of returning a lost object, I don't have to give this poor man tzedakah. So he's getting a benefit out of it. Therefore, he's not allowed to return a lost object to him. And what will end up happening is the person returning the lost object will have a hana'ah from the other person's uh, assets, and therefore he should not be able to return a lost object to him. Now, the hadamah, and one of them said, either Rabbi Ami or Rabbi Asi, that even if the assets of the person who lost the stuff is Asur and the person who's returning the stuff, still he has to give it back. Why? 
Because this whole concept of a person uh, coming to ask for tzedakah, you don't have to give him, that's not something common, and we're not posek halacha for something not common. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.